0: So this morning, I was going to be English if we won the rugby
1: last night. But this morning, I'm South African. I was bought a Springboks T-shirt. I'm not wearing that. But now, next Saturday, I have to wear it because it's the final. And I'm not from New Zealand, so I must support South Africa. Um, so it's a real privilege to be sharing the word of God again. I've been a, we've been away for a little while here and there. But glad to be back. There is, I mean, I know Steve says this a lot, but um, I've traveled to lots of places. There is no church like Duke of So, It's funny how this morning there's been lots of talk of... Promises from God. Because this morning I'm talking about the living promise of God. So turn with me to Genesis 12. And we're going to look at what God says to Abram. Oh, wait a second. I'm still here turning pages. So in Genesis 12, uh, God shows up to Abraham. Or Abraham, he was then. And it says, the Lord has said to
0: Abraham, go from your country your people and your father's uh,
1: your father's household To the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So what have we seen so far? We've seen God create the earth. We've seen God create Adam and Eve. We've seen Adam and Eve bring sin into the world and disobey God and he cast them out of Eden. Really? But we see that out of that judgment, God brings hope. He said that a seed from Eve will crush the serpent. He said that seed from Eve will crush the serpent. The serpent that led Adam and Eve and all of us to sin. We then see the earth is populated and sin just gets worse and worse and more and more. So much so, it says that God becomes grieved. He is hurt and he is saddened by what mankind is doing.
0: So, God decides to wipe out mankind apart from a man called
1: Noah and his family. And God instructs Noah to build an ark. And He sends the flood that only protects Noah, his family, and some animals. Then a promise comes in the form of a rainbow. The God will never flood the earth again. That God will never flood the earth again. And at that time, everyone spoke the same language. And the people decided to build a tower so high that everyone would talk about who built it. And God doesn't like their pride. See, He confuses all the languages. So,
0: people
1: spoke different languages like we do today. And then, a few hundred years after this, we finally get to Abram, who we know is later Abraham. Abraham was a pagan man. He worshipped other gods. Just like us before Jesus. We worship money. We worship things. Or we even worship our ancestors. But God chooses Abraham. And God sends him from his nation to the nations. God sends Abraham to the regions beyond. And God says to Abraham, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And all
0: the people
1: on earth will be blessed through you. This chapter is all about the promises of God. And notice that God never says, you will. He always says, I will. As Jesus says, we can do nothing without him.
0: In our own strength
1: and our own capabilities, we cannot achieve what God has set out for us. We need daily submittance to Him and His will. We need the
0: daily
1: filling and guidance of the Holy Spirit. But God doesn't send Abraham without a plan. Even though God is sending Abraham away from his home, he promises him a land. You know that next week, me and Becca, or next of next week, me and Becca will be going back to the UK. And in the coming months, we are looking to take on leadership of one of our churches in the UK. God is sending us from our home here. And currently, we don't have a home where he is sending us. But we have faith that somehow God will provide. And we don't know how because for us it looks impossible. We look at our bank account. And we look at the house prices. And we think...
0: How
1: on earth is this going to work? But we know he will. And Abraham must have been thinking the
0: same
1: thing. He has a life and a home and a family and a setup where he is. And now God is asking him to uproot everything and move. But Abraham had faith in God's promises. That even though he didn't know all the details of how it was going to work, God did. Amen. God promised to make a nation out of Abraham. He will have children and grandchildren and further descendants to populate a nation. Abraham was old. And his wife was barren. This must have taken great faith. Promises to make Abraham's name
0: great.
1: And even now, over 2,000 years later, we're still talking about him. We're talking about his faith and his obedience to God as an example for us. And how his family is the start of God's people and the family line of Jesus Christ. And God promises protection over him. That those who curse him will be cursed. And we see throughout um, this book that God protects Abraham. And later, God's people. When slavery comes, he frees them. When famine comes, he feeds them. When war comes, he protects them. And ultimately, in the person of Jesus Christ, he gives us freedom from the curse of sin and from death. And God also promises blessing over Abraham and his nation. We see throughout the Bible that those who help God's people are blessed. One example is Rahab. In
0: the
1: book of Joshua, she protects the spies in the city of Jericho. And she is honored by God for her faith, even though she was a Gentile. Even though she was not in the people of God. And
0: she is blessed so much so that she is even in the line of Jesus as the mother of
1: Boaz. So not only was Abraham promised to be blessed. So was promised to be blessed. He was promised to be a blessing. He was All the families of earth would be blessed by him. This amazing promise is fulfilled by the Messiah, Jesus. God's blessing to Abraham was not just for him. It wasn't just for Israel or the people of God sa it was for the whole world for all the families of earth ho jesus christ
0: We read in Revelation 5 that Jesus' blood redeems those from every tribe,
1: tongue, and nation. And that's why in this next season, one of our values of Regions Beyond is to reach the unreached. We know that in heaven there will be every tribe, tongue, and nation. So while there are still unreached people out there, we still have work to do. There are still people out there who have never heard the name of Jesus. Jesus. Never heard the good news that Jesus came to earth to die and was raised again for the forgiveness of their sins. They don't know that
0: Jesus has purchased the people for himself that includes every town, every city, every village,
1: and country, and island on this earth. That is why the gospel is so important. It's not an optional extra that we add Onto the end of messages. It's not
0: something
1: we add on extra to what we do during the week in church. It is what we do. Yeah. Without the gospel, we're just a bunch of random people who turn up here on a Sunday and drink tea. And this gospel isn't about wealth or health or living your best life. It's about telling everyone that we, everyone that we can, that Jesus died for them and to
0: warn them that a time is coming where it's going to be too late to respond to this message and
1: judgment will come. But while there is still time it's our duty to
0: preach Jesus
1: everywhere and to everyone. And then we skip forward from Genesis 12 to Genesis 15. God continues to make promises to Abraham. God says, Fear not, Abram, I am your shield, your reward shall be very great. But Abraham doesn't understand how his reward will be great as he's childless. He has no son to be an heir to his property or his name and having an heir in ancient times was very important God again promises Abraham his very own son and God guides Abraham out to look at the stars and God guides Abraham out to look at the stars now remember,
0: back then, there's zero, nearly zero pollution.
1: There are no lights on There are no cars or anything to pollute the air like sometimes how we have it here in Clarence when we would have load shedding <laughs> and so there would have been billions of stars to look at and God then said look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them and he said to him So your offspring shall be. God is showing a childless
0: man billions of stars and then saying,
1: This is how many descendants you're going to have. This must
0: have
1: been impossible for him to imagine. God was saying that through this family, one that he hadn't even got yet, That all nations would be blessed through him. And that his family line would be countless. And Abraham, whilst he
0: was still alive, did not know the outworking of this
1: promise. But when we follow it, we see we got a Matthew 1. And I'm not going to read them all. But we see
0: Abraham to Isaac to Jacob to Judah, Jesse, David, Solomon, another Jacob, Joseph,
1: who married the Mary, the mother of Jesus. Abraham, Isaac, Isaac, Jacob, Judah, Judah, Tafita Solomon, Maria. His family <coughs> line, Abraham's family line, led to Jesus himself. La <laughs> La The Saviour of the world and the King of kings. Abraham did not know that the promise of God led to the salvation of countless people. That years after this, God would choose the nation of Israel for himself. But that uh, for a long time only people from this nation were God's people. But a Messiah was always promised. And that Messiah made it so that anyone. Could be part of God's family. Paul says that Christians in Galatians are children of promise. If
0: if you've put your faith in Jesus,
1: you are a spiritual child of Abraham that these stars in the sky were a representation of what was to come. That many of these people would have been in the nation of Israel but also the billions that would come to faith through the Messiah, who is one of his descendants. And this was a massive issue for religious leaders in this was a massive issue for religious leaders in Jesus' time.
0: They did not want
1: people like you and me, Gentiles, being part of the people of God. They were seen as unworthy. And they didn't believe that Jesus, the Messiah, the one that was promised to them, would come hang out with sinners. But Paul says in Galatians 3 there is no longer Jew or Greek. Jews and Gentiles were now in an equal standing before God. equal standing before God. Because of what Jesus has done, we Gentiles are welcomed into the family of God. Not by intelligence or by knowledge of the word. Not by wealth or who your family are but by by believing in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We are not children of Abraham by birth, but by rebirth. By being born again. Not by law, but by promise. Not by works, but by faith. If you believe in Jesus Christ, Paul says, you are Abraham's offspring yes. and heirs according to the promise. Yes.
0: And God counted Abraham's faith as
1: righteousness. We are not... Saved or accepted by God because of what we achieve. But we are saved through what His Son has achieved for us. Isaiah says,
0: Our best
1: works are filthy rags. We are only
0: saved by grace
1: through faith. Through <laughs> And this month of October is RB Family Month, Regions Beyond Family Month. We're coming together in this month as a family of churches to give towards what we're doing in the nations. And we have 16 couples or so that are feeling the call like Abraham to go. To follow the purposes of God. We have people
0: moving nations, moving cities, moving continents
1: for the advancement of the Gospel. There are people literally moving as far as these lines go. And we all have a part to play. Yeah. We may not ever leave this town or our country, but we pay, play a part in God's big plan. And we are especially focusing on the next generation and the unreached people in the next season. For those of you who will stay in Clarence, your neighbour is the unreached. Your work colleagues are the unreached. Your friends who don't know Jesus are the unreached.
0: The unreached
1: is just not the ti- is not just the tiny islands in the middle of the ocean.
0: I was surprised to learn that even in my home nation of England, there are 35
1: unreached people groups. I was surprised to learn that even in my home nation of England, there are 35 unreached people groups. And your prayers for the nations have eternal effect. Amen. Yeah. Your giving to regions beyond has eternal effect. When we receive visitors to Dick Lebane and they see McGracy dancing with joy. <laughs> That is something they take with them to the nations. When they see us worshipping the way that we do here at Diklabeng, they will take that to the nations. When they see how much care and love we have for one another, they take that to the nations. When they come to Silver Hope, to Niti, to Hope Restored, they take that to the nations with them.
0: You may never leave Clarence, but you can change the nations
1: just by what you do right here. Abraham was called to the nations, but never ended up seeing what his offspring would achieve. Abraham was called to the nations, but never ended up seeing what his offspring would achieve. Abraham and in this life, we might not see the harvest of what we sow. But as Abraham was promised, the reward will be great. We don't sow seed for financial or for material blessing. We sow it, knowing that it will have eternal results, both for us and for the people we are sowing into. But how amazing
0: will that day be when we get to heaven and see how
1: many people have been um, influenced and saved and touched by what we have done here. I'm, I'm pretty certain that when we're in heaven we're going to meet people Amen. and they're going to say you gave when I had no food. You prayed when I had no faith.
0: You
1: preached the gospel when I had no hope. how great that day will be so as we give of our finances and ourselves we are fulfilling through God the promises made to Abraham each time we preach the gospel and we see people come to faith Each time we send teams to bless churches. Each time we send finances to help churches and communities in crisis. We are fulfilling this promise we are seeing stars added to the dark sky each one a brother a sister, a mother, a father in the Lord but this promise is not yet fulfilled but this promise is not yet fulfilled We know there is still much work to do.
0: We know that there are over
1: 7,000 unreached people groups across the world. And
0: remember, Revelation
1: 5 says every tribe... We know that that God will reach every unreached group. And we are just one
0: family of churches aiming to
1: do that. We are just a small
0: part.
1: God's big overall plan. And this life is a marathon, it's not a sprint. And
0: many of you know that
1: um, last April, I think it was, Becca and I took a trip to the Tsutu Mountains. We were meant to go in this plane. And about a week before, I got a call from Ndadi Pete West. He said, they, the airport has received bad fuel and we can't He said, the airport has received bad fuel and we can't fly. So I said oh we'll go another time. He said no we'll drive. So we went in this
0: bucket, which I think is the next picture.
1: This is as far as this bucket could take us. We drove for about six hours, and about two hours of that was some serious off-roading. So the next picture we get,
0: we, we ask our guide,
1: and we say, "So, how long from here?" And we're thinking, are oh, we're going to be walking for an hour or something like that ya He says no, it's walk is six hours. <laughs> Yaba I was thinking of turning around and going no. Um, but so
0: they
1: say, "Don't worry, we have horses." Yaba banga mpa horses sonee kwa And me and Becca had never ridden a horse before. I think you could probably zoom in on my face uh, in that
0: last picture and you probably see on my face what am I doing here,
1: what am I doing here. But they didn't really help us. They helped us onto the horse. And said, yeah! And it went ya baba harite So we're sort of trundling along ya baba ya heti lenso tempi and you can see the sun is setting We still have six hours to go. So the next picture, we see the sun setting. And I don't know how to ride a horse in the light, let alone the dark. So the sun disappears. And it goes pitch dark. I could not see anything. I couldn't even see my hand in front of my face. We lost the guides. (laughs) And we decided we don't feel comfortable. We're going to come off the horse. And we're just walking with these horses like this. And all of a sudden, these two donkeys go... And we remember one thing we were told donkeys always know the way. So we follow the donkeys. <laughs> so we get to the river, the bottom of the mountain, and um, we walk. And we walk. And we walk. And I said to uh, I said to the guide, I said, how much longer? Thirty minutes Thirty minutes later, how much longer? se." <laughs> Thirty minutes in there. Yallah, <laughs> Three hours later, we get to the top of the mountain, and it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Because we can't see, and it's really gravelly underfoot. Me and Becca and Pete were just falling and slipping, and. So we got there in the dark. We ate and we slept. Not knowing uh, where we were, we just knew that we were climbing and we were climbing and we were climbing. And we woke up the next morning to this view. Not that view. Hold on. Yes, that view. We were above the clouds. So if we just go back one level, please. So we were told that we were coming to this village to minister to with this new church plant. And the part of this says, oh, no, no, you're helping us build our building. I am the most unpractical person in the whole world. <laughs> I, I don't own tools. Sorry? I don't own any tools. I don't own any tools. But I was given a shovel and told to mix concrete for three days. (laughs) So if you skip a couple, we then had to walk back. But as we walked, we were finally able to see the beauty in which we walked up. And the next one, we got to the riverbed, and this time the horses took us up. And I say all of this, I say all of this, because we had no idea what we were doing, where we were going, why these things were happening to us. But we knew that God had led us to this place. And when we saw that view, we knew why God had brought us there. When we spoke to the people, we knew why God had called us there. In this life, there there are are be, sorry, in this life there are gonna be mountain climbs. And there's gonna be valley stretches. <laughs> It's going to have its ups and downs. But God has called each one of us to a purpose. we, We may not ever see that view in our life. We may not ever see in this lifetime that view and say, ah. That's why I did this. But I can promise you, on the other side of death, you will see everything that God has called you to and why you did it. God has given us this living promise to fulfill. To put stars in the sky. And we won't know truly this, the impact that we have until we are with Him. And
0: this living promise is
1: alive and is active today. You can call on the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. The God who sent his only son to die. You can trust as he counted Abraham's faith as righteousness. Then he will count yours as righteousness because of Jesus. If you have never put your faith in Jesus. Never told him that you believe in his death and his resurrection. And Petrus said this morning. This morning could be the morning for you. And if you feel this morning is your morning. Come and see in Talibetris. And he would love to speak and to pray with you. Amen. 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 Amen.